This is Everyday Photography Every Day, where you get to listen in on a chat between a photographer, that's me, and a regular human. That's me. With an eye on making your pictures amazing. No technical stuff, no talk of gear or software, just photography for the love of it. We're sponsored by Neomodern.com, bringing concierge photo printing and framing to everyone with a smartphone. I'm Suzanne Fritz Hansen, enthusiastic iPhone picture taker. And I'm Michael Rubin, photographer, founder of Neomodern, and grumpy old man, and we're in San Francisco tonight. Welcome. Hey, Rubin. Hey, Suzanne. How are you doing? How was the opening? The opening was great. I was so bummed you couldn't be here. I know you were busy. It was really wonderful. I think everybody really enjoyed seeing their works on the wall and meet... They stayed late. Like it was a, it was a, like a great opening. I love it, and I heard you got a chance to talk with a lot of the photographers who were here and showing their work. Yeah, people. Um, actually, during the it was it was crazy here, but during the actual show, I would pull people into the HD Buttercup room here, and yeah. I would just t- talk to them about who they were, and I didn't really know them. I we picked their pictures without having any real background. We just loved their work. And, oh, cool. So yeah, it was really great. So actually. Um, I thought we could cut to some of the interviews from that night. I would and love that. And we can listen to it and That'd we can great. talk about it another time. Sounds wonderful. All well, right. without further ado. Without further ado, um, the opening night of the fall show at Neo Modern and a bunch of new photographers. And let's see what's up. We're here at Neo Modern and I'm sitting with our grand prize winner, Marge Green. Marge, how are you? Just great. The, congratulations. I love your photography. Well, thank you very much. I appreciate that. So you said you've been doing this only for 17 years? Yes. Uh, oh, I guess we have to be pretty old to say only 17 years. A lot of people, that would be a lot. But that, to me, it's, is like you just, you came to it sort of as an adult, right? I came to it as an adult, retired oh, adult. Oh, that's when you started. And that's when I started. And I came to it at the really beginnings of the digital revolution with both the digital cameras mm-hmm. and with the development of Photoshop. You hadn't d- done any photography in the old world of film and all that? Never really? did any film, never did and any darkroom. But I really, I, I love computer work uh-huh. and I love photography. So I had two of the best things in the world, going out wherever I wanted and shooting and then bringing it back into the digital darkroom. Did you, um, oh, that's interesting. Did, were you a computer person? Like, was that your... A career or something or no but um, you know I had enough computer ba- uh, background and used computers enough okay. and it, even right. though that wasn't my profession yeah so you're not sort of professionally trained in photography you picked it up as a hobby right and yet your your pictures are like masterworks like did have they evolved do they did you just start taking pictures like this and you thought God, I'm good at this. Or Not at all. <laughs> no way to do that. I actually started at a community college taking a, a one-semester uh, course in, in Photoshop. Really? And then started going to workshops so I could see other people, so I could learn oh. from that. Did a lot of reading. And just mainly just played around. That's nice. What you can do, what you can't do. So you, when you go to your earliest stuff, it's not. It really doesn't look like this. Or did you kind? Did you I come have, to the style? The style developed, although this was always my interest. Mm-hmm. Shooting the ordinary and making it look extraordinary. Yeah, yeah. Not new, not finished, or anything, but just what it is. I mean, that's a. I mean, it's really a modernist ideal. That modernist photographers at the turn of the century, a hundred years ago, were embracing. They didn't want their paint, their photos to look like paintings. They wanted it to look like what photos look like. And you really have embraced sort of the what 
the camera and what the technology can do, but in a very real. It's it's just very. It feels very real. You know, you're not embellishing. It's not soppy or anything like that. It's nice. It, it is fine art in that I, if I something is in the photo mm-hmm. that I don't want there, I will remove it. Okay. Well, so I'm not doing the leave the cigarette butt, leave the uh, uh-huh. you know beer can, whatever, unless it helps the image. So it's just what I see when I shoot it and what I feel I can develop out of it within the digital optimization process. Nice. It's really nice. I'm, I, I don't really want to see it, but at some point I'm almost a little curious to see what the original shots look like before you got to work on them. I'm always if curious you, to see. If you read the article that Do my husband and I wrote that's in uh, photopixel.com. I'll put a link in, it in the show notes so people can Excellent. read that. But that's exactly what we did with the article. Talked a little about, about why we shoot black and white, and then took it from once you shot it, how do you develop? What do you do in Lightroom and don't do in Lightroom? What do you do in Photoshop? And here's some of the along the way stages. This is what it was started. Here's it mid- midway, and this is what we finished. Awesome, awesome. Well, I don't want to tie you up. There's wine here from, from Naked Wines, and congratulations again. You're great photography. And well, thank you very much. I'm really honored. Honestly. Okay, great. So I'm here with Ernie Lupi, and uh, congratulations. Thank you, Michael. It's, it's so nice honor. to see you. Yeah, likewise. You know? It's uh, just submitted stuff on a whim, and, and, the, and the print quality... I was really amazed. You're having, you're having an awesome weekend. I am. Well, <laughs> <laughs> Not only an opening here, but what's your other opening? It's, uh, it's at Grayloft Gallery in Oakland. Uh, the, it's Kindred Spirits. It's uh, this area in Oakland, uh, Jingle Town, uh-huh. uh, like w- o- warehouses, but you know, artists are starting to move Two in. Two in one weekend. Yeah. yeah. Good, good, yeah. good moment for you. Yeah. yeah. I, and I'm a, so, you know, so never so, happened before. <laughs> right, well, so much of your work is on film. I'm, I'm, I've seen your film work. I love your film work. But this isn't film. No, this was like an iPhone. iPhone. You six. shot like of all the uh, picture. The, we have the 23 year old. He's shooting on film, and you shot on the picture. Is on. Well, you know, I just, I guess in my mind, you know, like you're when you set it, this uh, business up, it was like people that shot digital or their iPhone, and you're trying to get them, you know, to get actual images and not just look at a computer screen so i just immediately thought oh, i'm just gonna use my iphone stuff i don't know my warm sense of thinking there but that's your exploration of that art the art that uh art piece yes it's, it's terrell yeah james terrell it's uh sky space three gems it's a super amazing piece of art on its own yes but it's a, it provides a kind of a nice challenge as a photographer like how are you going to capture this how are you going to bring like make bring something special to what's already a, a really amazing thing. True. thing yeah it's just you know i've discovered it about seven months ago eight months ago and and i just keep going back you know different times of the day and you know obviously the light changes the time of the year blah 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 mm-hmm. so it's just i always get surprised you know sometimes i've you know, it's the next day. I go one day. The next day, I go roughly around the same time. And it's totally like different. totally different. I, I, I mean, so I don't know. You, uh, when I shoot, I, I'm usually out on the street, but I will do some stuff in my gallery, in my studio at home. And basically, it's a big empty room, hardwood floors, natural light. 
and I can shoot it like the light is always different and that makes no matter what I'm shooting they're different and my I feel like my joy is to see how whatever subject I'm shooting is in that light right, yeah maybe that's yeah. a kind of a Gary Winogrand kind of uh, no, idea just like I'm curious what that's gonna look like in this sure, light you know sure. it's yeah it's like I don't know I just find it a fascinating sculpture and um, you know, it's kind of like broadened my horizons, like doing abstracts and stuff. It's nice. You know, I like yeah. your abstracts. I mean, yeah. your street your street work is good, but the abstracts are fun. Yeah. So I, yeah. it's just been an amazing experience, and it's free. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, anyway. All right. Well, thank you yeah, so much. Congratulations. No, thank it's great you. to see you. Really I'm glad you participated. And yeah, uh, no, go have wonderful. some wine and uh, I, yeah, uh, or water. Water yeah. and then some more wine later. There you go. Thank All you, right, Michael. Dude. I'll see you later. I appreciate it. Thank you. So what's your name? Dave Howard. Dave, how are you doing? I'm doing quite well. Congratulations. I enjoyed your your entry. What, what, yeah, thank you very much. Why don't you tell us about the photograph? Uh, so that photograph, I think I was on the way to the dentist. And I usually have my little Ricoh GR3 with look at, me. Look at that. Almost all the time in my pocket. And it's my street photography camera because it's so It's uh, innocuous. Yeah, yeah, yeah. People just don't notice it. Um, so I just look like a... Uh, they might notice a phone but more right, than they would notice more that. More than that, right? yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's totally black. I'm yeah. usually wearing a black shirt, so it blends right in. Oh, very sneaky. Um, Reminds me of the old... Uh, when they would have the Rolleiflex and they'd hang it down in their jacket. It was uh -huh. a t in the head. you look down into the camera. Mm -hmm. And so they would hide it. Kind of, They'd open their jacket up. The camera's looking. They could look down and shoot. <laughs> but people don't notice if it's not in front of your face. Yep. It's like, so, yeah. it's like some spy craft. It is know? some spy craft. And you, that's what you're doing. You're wearing black. you got a black camera. Yep. Okay. So, so go on. Sorry. Yeah. And this thing also does uh, snap focus. Uh, so a lot of times I'll shoot from the hip with it completely. Um, mm. So I'm not looking through. There's no viewfinder on it. I'm not really even looking at the screen. So I usually have it snap focused to something like uh, two meters. Uh -huh. And so I know when they're in the range. And I'll usually set it at um, f4.5 or something like that. So I get a little bit more mm. depth of field. Just Still enough. Not, it's not a lot. It's not a lot, but it's good enough for me okay. on, on that. That's good. Um, and with a little 28 millimeter lens, it's wide enough. Uh, that I get pretty good shots that way. And, but that one you must have composed. That one, so usually I would consider myself more of a, like a hunter uh -huh. from a street photographer perspective sure. as opposed to a fisherman. Uh, whereas that shot was more of a fisherman shot. So I you, saw you, the background and I waited for the right person to come across. Why don't you describe it to the listeners? Yeah, so uh, I would say... Uh, if you classify yourself as a hunter, as a street photographer, you're constantly on the move, um, trying to find uh, you know interesting moments, mm -hmm. uh, maybe something that evokes emotion, you know, real life situations that kind of unfold. Mm -hmm. um, and the street stuff is really interesting to me, just because every moment is so unique, um, and a lot of it is just completely candid. Occasionally, I'll, I'll ask people to pose mm -hmm. um, for a portrait, but yeah, so a hunter from the street photographer photographer standpoint is just always moving around mm -hmm. uh, looking for that decisive moment type of thing whereas a fisherman finds a scene mm -hmm. uh, maybe the scene has really good contrasty light or something like that and mm -hmm. you just wait for a certain something subject cool to, to come in yeah yeah exactly i kind of i mean i sort of I, i'm definitely the fisherman i really am a believer that like you compose it up and then wait for the mm -hmm. something to 
push it over the top. Mm-hmm. Um, and then people are always stunned. They look at your pictures and they're like, how in the world right. did that thing happen when you, in a perfect composition? Right. Because like, I waited around. Because I yeah. waited for a long time. Right. I, feel, I feel like a, like a wilderness, like an animal uh-huh. documentary photographer where you just like, someday that bear is going to come out of that hole and I'm just going to mm-hmm. be here when it happens. And How long do you usually wait in the spot, do you think? Um, when I'm doing street photography, I will give it just a few minutes. Mm-hmm. I, it's not like I'm camped out, but I definitely try. Like I'll, I'll see it, I'll compose it up, and then I'll sort of wait for a few minutes to see if something's happening, mm-hmm. if I can kind of pull that off. Um, but the fisherman, huh? That's interesting. Like I said, on, on that one, I was on my way to the dentist, so I think I maybe waited five minutes. Didn't want to be late for my dental I was going to say you were killing time on the way, and you didn't want or no rush to go to the dentist, you know? Uh, I usually am not. Yeah. That's cool. Well, congratulations. I really appreciate your entering the contest and love your work. And Yeah, I'm more than happy to be selected. Very honored. <laughs> uh, happy to see my photo printed. Have I've you seen it printed been, before? Have you seen your work printed? Uh, not that particular piece. Um, I just started printing stuff, so I've only really been shooting kind of, I would say, seriously um, since January. So my wife gave me an interchangeable lens camera for uh-huh. Christmas. Nice. And, uh, and since then, I've just been watching every YouTube video on photography that I can find. Okay. And, right. uh, and so I just started getting some stuff uh, printed. I probably have about seven prints on the wall right now. Uh-huh. And, and like you were saying, it's, it's a totally different experience than just looking at it on an iPad. Or certainly a phone or something small so on social media. And it's media. a high bar because there's, I, I frequent like I can print anything I want anytime, right? Mm-hmm. And I go go to print and I'm sitting there and I'm looking at it like, eh, I'm not gonna print that, right? Yeah. Like that's a that's the process that's what separates the amateurs from the like the serious photographers is like gonna that one I'd like to see printed. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah, and you really have to be selective. It doesn't take much to be uh, to post something on Instagram. You don't have right. to really look at everything and say, well, I don't want to invest the money in this, that type right. of thing. That's a Instagram's low free. You just uh-huh. can throw it on there, right? But this should be, I'd like to see people print more even if they don't frame it. But just to mm-hmm. see them as, live with it as a physical print, I, I think that they'll be happier photographers when they start to do that. Do you guys do chromatic prints and inkjet printing here? Or just what? inkjet. Just, just inkjet? Yeah, yeah. It's all uh, archival prints. And okay. we have uh, on Hannah Mule or uh, for the... Uh, matte paper, and we has, use Ilford Gallery mm-hmm. for the semi-gloss. Well, so nice-looking stuff. Your pricing for archival prints seems pretty good, actually. It is. It's like, yeah. I don't think people realize how expensive this normally is for yeah. professionals. Uh, we were taking what professionals have and trying to make it accessible to consumers. Mm-hmm. So that's uh, Yeah, absolutely. And then you have it for... Ever. Forever. Yeah. Yeah, How long the archival prints uh, They'll for? Supposedly forever. I yeah. mean, I haven't tested that, but uh, supposedly forever. Well, you'd have to wait a while. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you very much. Cool. Thank you. Much appreciated. Have a great evening. Thanks. You too. All right. Hey, so you are Irina? Yes. That's uh, me. What's your last name? Chernikova. Irina. And where are you from? Uh, I live in San Francisco, originally from Russia. Really? How long have you been here? Many years. I came when I was 12, so... Hmm. I, I, I was here since childhood. And how long have you been taking pictures? Um, I started probably in 2011, digital photography, and then I started film photography in 2015. And the picture you have up is a film yes, print. Yes. Uh-huh. Uh, multiple exposure? Yes. How'd you do that? Um, in camera, so basically that particular print, I uh, took a picture one way and then I flipped the camera and I covered the, origin, the, the first exposure 
the first half of the exposure and uh, I changed the shutter speed and uh, <laughs> I took the second exposure and uh, yeah. Wow. And is that a style that you, like you have a lot, I saw in your Instagram feed, you had a lot of pictures that were multiple exposure. Yes, that's basically my f passion. That's what I do. That's most. cool. Yeah. I, I, I have to ask, are you familiar with the work of Jerry Ulsman? Do you know who Jerry Ulsman is? No. As a multiple exposure photographer. Oh, I have to look him up. I'll show you, I'll show yes. you that in a little okay. bit. Uh, he's who taught me. And so oh, all really? of my first decade of photography was all uh, constructed in the dark room. I would ah. take different images and I would put them together in a dark room before there was Photoshop. Just I would nice. assemble. Yeah. I'll show you what that looks I like. I have a dark room in my uh, apartment actually and I, wow. I and I print and um, I haven't tried uh, composing images in a dark room yet, but that's my uh, probably like a year plan. It's hard. It's a little harder uh, yeah. and the key to doing it well is having multiple easels. So you have oh, different negatives right, right. and different uh, uh, enlargers, and then you're moving the so paper. So I need another enlarger. Kind of. Sounds like I need a bigger you apartment. Need a, you, need a <laughs> <laughs> you need a bigger darker. Yeah. You're going to need a bigger boat. Um, let's see. So, um, well, thank you for entering the contest. Well, thank you, you so know. much for choosing me. Do you usually, I guess you print your work. Not many people see their work printed, but you're very familiar seeing your work printed. Well, um... I yes, uh, I think printing the photo makes a big difference. Why? Because you see how it looks in real life versus real life. versus on a screen. <laughs> I mean, it's it, it's a, it makes a big difference, and it's you're more attached to it, and that's that's uh, that's another reason why I feel more passionate about film photography is because it's very tangible and it's very you can touch it, you can feel it, and printing it is kind of the same thing. You know, it's I I kind of feel like people who even are shooting digitally can get some like is still making a physical object so they yeah. get that experience it isn't the same there's nothing like being in a dark room obviously right, yeah. god but <laughs> it is still really amazing to have a physical object created definitely from your work. yeah it's worth it and it's um and you get a feel for what works mm -hmm. because um when you see it live printed it's a different experience than seeing it on the screen like are you a professional photographer um, more of a hobbyist, but um, it's basically my second job <laughs> at this what, point. <laughs> what's your first job? Uh, I do data analysis. <laughs> Amazing. That's wonderful. All right. Well, thank you so much. Congratulations. Thank you so much. It was great to yeah. meet you, and I hope you'll come by and you consider this sort of your home away from home if you need thank to you so much, hang yeah. out and do photo photographic stuff. You know. Yeah. Very good experience. Thank awesome. you for having me. Thank you. How are you? I'm doing well. So I'm sitting here. Uh, you are Ken. What's your last name? My last name is Costanzo. Costanzo. And uh, tell us about yourself, Ken. So Ken is one of our winners tonight, and uh, I really enjoy your work. I don't think we picked something that's emblematic of the rest of your work, is it? Surprisingly, you uh, you chose a color piece. Yeah. And I have uh, I've really been traveling down the road of black and white uh, for the last 12 to 18 months. What, what moved you that way? For me, Ruben, it was wanting to tell and challenge myself to tell a story more along the lines of light and shadow um, and to take advantage of the beautiful architecture that we have in the area. Uh, I love the sense of repeating patterns. I love mm -hmm. searching for light and shadow. I'm not the type of photographer that really makes a, a connection with a subject in a more personalized portrait setting, uh -huh. but I do love to place a subject um, in the frame kind of in a, in a very fisherman-like type of mode. 
I just find my image, find my composition, and just wait, wait for that subject to, to shoot through. That's cool. I'm gonna make this make you be closer to this a little bit. Um, so I think I have insider information, but you're like you do a lot of architectural photography. Is that right? I do. I, I find that I gravitate toward that. Uh -huh. um, it seems to be just something that I I relate to, but I'm trying to challenge myself really by by getting people in my in my images. Mm -hmm. you know, architecture is wonderful, but I think it tells a limited story. Mm -hmm. I think I can say so much more if I can find that subject in the placement around the architecture and just make it come together. Mm. Um, it happened most recently uh -huh. in the financial district in San Francisco. My latest post on Instagram gave me a sense of a subject and the proportion of this beautiful architecture that we have. So when those moments happen, um, it's thrilling. It's thrilling. So, so tell me about the picture that it's actually up. It's because it is a little unusual for your work, but I figured I, it's still cool. What, where did that come from? What happened? I, I'm really surprised that you chose that because it was an image that I struggled with the most. I shot it in black and white. I saw it in black and white. Uh -huh. But what drew me to the subject and the title of it, the one rule, was to just go with your heart and go with what the day gives you. Um, you probably heard, you know, the street will always provide something. Mm -hmm. and that day, I had gone past that image time and time again, week after week, waiting for that moment. Mm -hmm. And there she was. Did you know, you didn't know her? Absolutely you not. You just saw this woman sit. So the challenge for me was I am shy by nature. I saw her. I saw the placement. I saw the shot. <laughs> but I didn't want to scare her off. And I was a little intimidated to stop and introduce myself. And I walked past it, Ruben. And I stopped and I said, Ken, go back. Do it. Go back. Yeah, yeah. So I followed my heart that day. And she was wonderful. I asked permission if we could make an image together. I said to her, you're just a photographer's dream. And I would love <laughs> to capture the energy that you're giving right now. Because uh -huh. she was just daydreaming. She was in her own world. And she was a ball to work with. Cool. So just framed her up, snapped a few photos, went about my business, and the last thing that really pulled me in was the fact that her sweater was the perfect color, <laughs> the sculpture of one California. So yeah. it pulled it all together. That's cool. It's nice when that happens. A lot of photographers have that story of the one they didn't when you did. If you hadn't stopped, and you're thinking the whole rest of your day, you'd be thinking maybe it's like should have fucking stopped <laughs> I feel that all the time it's like yeah. sometimes I'm driving and I feel like stop the car I'm like no I got uh, uh, you gotta make a quick decision you know I'm finding more and more that when I hear that little or I feel that hesitation mm -hmm. that's me just needing that little bit of a push to get through my uncomfortableness get through that discomfort zone mm -hmm. and put yourself out there and I'm finding that when you put yourself out there wonderful things start to happen that's so cool that's so cool well I'm going to uh, put the picture in the show notes and I'll have a link to the rest of your work because I think people should see the, the other stuff I, I mean like as I said earlier it was it wasn't just the picture I w looked through the, your the rest of your work before I kind of chose that I was feeling I was leaning towards a lot of black and white and so I was looking through even black and white photographers who do predominantly that but what was their color what is a color picture from someone who's good at black and white and it's, an, it's a different I, I believe that we get better if we can make pictures work in black and white that our color pictures are better there's a reason it's in color because our, our propensity is to be in black and white 
And so that's why one of the reasons I picked that. I appreciate it. I appreciate the support. That's and thanks for being such a great, uh, passionate proponent of the Oh, yay. Well, well, get out there. Have some wine. Thank All you right. so much. Really nice to see you. Good to see you, Ruben. All right, so here with uh, yet another of our uh, accomplished photographers, our winners. Your name is? Uh, Joffrey Bailon. All right, and where are you from? Uh, actually from the Philippines. But <laughs> really, how long have you been here? <laughs> I've been here uh, there for the last five years. Yeah. Uh, you're practically <laughs> a local. You're practically <laughs> a local. <laughs> and what do you like to photograph? Um, I do a lot of events photography, but on the sides, it's the, the idea of walking around and just taking some snapshots from your travels, mm -hmm. uh, the streets, anything where I could go around, clicking my camera, uh, something well, like that. Uh, tell it, describe the picture that I have up here, because I love that photograph very much. It's very Harry Callahan. It's super beautiful. <laughs> yeah, so this is like a, a minimalist photo. Uh, we're traveling in Lake Tahoe at that time, and suddenly there's this winter, late you know, winter storm. Uh -huh. um, and that's it. Um, I like the idea of the snapshot aesthetic mm -hmm. uh, way back in the 1960s, 1970s. Cutting um, like you know, uh, Robert Frank or Ganyu Winogrand, mm -hmm. where you just take some good photos, looking around, checking around. And that's it. I, I just see this nice, I don't know, the, the, I mean, the weather was bad. It looked like very bad. Really bad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's very bad. We're on the beach and then say, hey, ha I, I, there's this nice lonely place out of the beach and say this looks good and it took like three or four or five shots and that's it I think come on let's go home <laughs> it <was> quick, <laughs> quick from there freezing freezing <laughs> so that's Lake Tahoe Lake Tahoe uh, Zephyr Cove Lake Tahoe oh yeah. really nice um, let's see and uh, what, what's the what, the rest of your photography like I mean is it uh, are you professional yes uh, I do a lot of corporate work mm -hmm. so I do a lot of um, event photography for different companies um, that's where my main <laughs> okay uh, I mean, it's tough to, it's tough tough to support tough yourself to support. as a photographer yes so I mean you try to go around uh, work around uh, looking for other things uh, again it's all about keeping fresh keeping mm -hmm. different perspective mm -hmm. uh, aside from shooting a lot of events and trying to also try to mellow down a yeah. different workflow such as this do you print your work very often? Uh, yes, I try to print it as much as possible, but not this kind of work. Uh, since this is more like a, a fine art print, yes, I really like to do this kind of work. Um, I used to be in a museum and I used to be looking around a lot of these photographs. Mm -hmm. And again, if I have more time, I would love to print more. Uh -huh. <laughs> That's the idea. Yeah. <laughs> it's it's funny. I used to I used to think that I I needed pictures to be really good before I print them. And I later learned that, uh, for me at least, I need to print them to decide if it's a good picture. And I can't, like, I look at it and I can't quite tell if I'm going to love it or not. So I have to print it out just to kind of live with it for a while. And then sometimes it's like I put it away because it's not as good as I thought. But often it's like, you know what? I just don't get tired of this picture. And that's really an important level to hit with your work. And you just, people who shoot with their, shoot and never print will never, you know, never yeah, have any never sense of that. That's good. Well, congratulations. I really like your work. Uh, I'll put a link in our show notes so people can see the rest of your uh, photography. Perfectly. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for that. Okay. Time. All right. Well, yeah. go, like, go, have a, go have a nice evening. <laughs> All right, man. Congratulations. Thank you very much.
so what the hell, man? Who are you? What are you doing here? Uh, you I walking down the street? You literally. And I was like, <laughs> there is a, an abundance amount of white people, so I probably should come here. That's good. Thank but, you. Yeah, but it was fine. Thing. Yeah. You make us look so much better. It, do I? It, it reminded me of my uh, actual, um, last weekend I was in New England uh-huh. for the most whitest family reunion ever. <laughs> uh, <laughs> my father, who I love to death, white guy, he... Uh, Looks like Michael McDonald. Like okay, like a little beard. yeah, beard, yeah, great. Yeah. And, and so it's interesting because um, like he's quiet and the whole family's quiet. So Friday I was like taking tequila and drinking, like having gummies, <laughs> and it was great. And it was so funny because here we are in photography. My one of my favorite photographers is uh, Gordon Parks. Okay. And, and and Robert Frank. And so yeah. uh, and so I was trying to capture some moments. So here I am on a boat full of white people. Okay. So it was like cap- I, I, I decided to chrono- I wanted to document my life in in Groton, Connecticut. New okay. Kansas. I know the area. Yeah. It was great, right? Uh-huh. I had my white cousin who was two years old who asked, hey, like, you know what? Like, my skin is white. Your skin is black. How are we? And Al- I was in the precipice of saying, Slavery, but I decided not to say that. Okay. But I took photos, and why I feel like there's a soul because it's part of my life as a young black kid who grew up in West Oakland in South Berkeley. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Um, and my parents were white. Um, really put me onto art, and really became enamored with art in all forms of photography. So once we saw this, I was like, I have to see it. Oh, cool! And it was so relevant to where I was able to document my father's family in ways that my friends on, on Instagram became totally in love with. That's really interesting. And so yeah. this is what happens. Well, whether it's my cousin on a grill, and I said, you know that's like medium rare chicken. You gotta be, <laughs> you gotta slightly cook this black. I mean, anytime I burnt, we gotta fully cook this. But it's been great. And so this is how I fell into it. And it's just, uh, it's a serendipitous moment of like being in the place where I'm, of my love for art and photography to be here. That's great. Well, I wish you had uh, submitted. We could maybe have picked you and had you up yeah, you know, I don't have a lot. You know, the one time I really took it seriously was I was at Berkeley High School, mm-hmm. and uh, I failed at ceramics. Though then became uh, a fan of ceramics in in artists, but um, um, the one thing I did, I, I took photography, and my whole thing was a single mother. And so, as a kid who grew up in foster care and moved out of my grandmother's house and then moved in with my aunt. She was a single mother of three kids. And so I documented her life of growing, of waking up in the morning, having a one-year-old, having her oldest daughter to then make eggs and make food. And that was like wow. my life of photography. It was almost, it just, it was like so like full circle of watching that and then learning more about people I love like Gordon Parks who was a person who, you know, who was a Vogue photographer who then walked into the office of Time magazine, like, I want to do this, and then being able to capture the gangs of Harlem was just amazing for me. That's amazing. Well, I'm really glad you came in. Yeah, for sure. Awesome. Thank you. That was awesome. I loved hearing how they all got into photography or having them explain the pictures that are on the wall. And what a range of sort of people. (laughs) Yeah, Like, it's a really cool group of people. I I mean, they were selected entirely just looking at pictures. I didn't really think who they were, what kind of cameras they used or where they were from. And so to see them all together in one room, ages, you know, 23 to 78, it was amazing. It was amazing. Everyone has a story. And I think, you know, photography really lets them tell it. Yeah. And um, that's really the spirit that we're trying to embrace here with everyday photography, that um, anyone can be a photographer 
And sometimes all it takes is printing your workout and loving it and putting it up on the wall. I love it. Do we have a plan of the next photo competition that we're going to do here at Neo Modern? I think it's a great question. Well, this is going to be up until mid-November, probably right before the holidays. And maybe we'll do one more this year or maybe we'll start the new year fresh. I'm not really sure. We'll play that by ear. But I think it's a good question. I love it. Anyway, let's wrap this one up. Our show is recorded and produced in San Francisco. Go to neomodern.com slash podcast to get show notes, see photos, and post comments. Please leave reviews and ratings on iTunes, and don't forget to subscribe. We get new listeners from you telling your friends and spreading the word. If you know someone who might get something from us, send them a link. Thank you to all our photographers who were here for the Neo Modern opening last Friday. Thanks to Mitchell Foreman for our theme music, HD Buttercup for our lovely recording lounge and studio, and all of you for hanging out with us. We appreciate your attention and hope we've given you some things to think about. Until next time.